UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. We are super happy to have a really cool guest today, and today we will be talking about benchmarks. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey everyone, it's Vera from Email Einstein Podcast. I'm an email marketer at an email marketing agency called Flowium. Me and my team, we are super passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Flowium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world and we specialize in providing a premium, full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our services are tailored specifically for your business and and are designed to help you increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50, that's five zero percent. Our motto is delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. As Peter Drucker once said, what gets measured gets managed. And that's something that we believe here in Flowium strongly. We cannot agree more with Peter Drucker. And there is no way really to create a profitable email program without being able to measure the effectiveness of what you do. And today we have a very special guest from Clavium who will talk about how to measure whether or not your email is helping you to hit your goals. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClavioMastery.com to learn more. John Palmer is a product marketing manager at Clavio. He's my fellow West Coaster, or at least for now. <laughs> um, he's an um, early employee at Highlead, a digital native fitness apparel brand. And he actually learned all things email marketing when he first started working with that company. But right now, John is working with Clavio, and that makes me super, super happy because he knows everything about benchmarks, about measuring your success with email marketing and um, yeah and today John is with us so happy to have you on this podcast John how's it going doing really good thank you yeah I've uh, kind of walked the walk with a lot of the people I'm sure listening to this podcast um, having been on an e-commerce brand and try to run you know email marketing and and grow that business so excited to talk about how we're going to do that that's awesome. Well, we have like a gazillion questions to you, so be prepared. <laughs> but before we go that, um, before we go there, let's do a quick Q&A, um, like a quick blitz question session, something similar to what Vogue does in their, uh, in their YouTube videos, just to get to know you better. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. Got my, pla- yeah. my place in San Diego. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm on the same page with you here, John. West Coast all the way. <laughs> Plain text email campaigns, yay or nay? I'm going to say nay. I think you're, you're leaving something off on the table if you don't use all the medium available to you. 
Right, right. Who would play you in the movie? Um, I've gotten the lead singer from Coldplay as my, you know, celebrity doppelganger. So I can't remember his name, but that that guy. Oh, that guy. It's a it's a good good start. <laughs> good start. Uh, favorite show on Netflix right now, if any. Ooh, um, there was one over the summer about uh, the uh, the mob in New York City when it was coming up in the seventies. That was like a three hour documentary. It was captivating. Mm -hmm. I think it's called Fear City. So. Ooh. Cool little, like, you can bang that out in a weekend. Nice. Nice. Clubhouse, yay or nay? I don't know if I know what Clubhouse is. Clubhouse is a new social media. Very, very popular. Very elite. You can only get there by invitation. Uh, remind guess, me after the podcast. Your, <laughs> I guess I just answered your question. If I, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little um, social media they just launched like a few months ago. But uh, yeah, the idea is that you have this private, almost like a podcasting rooms or like Zoom, like, like Zoom has, but uh, you can only get there by invitation. And uh, it's very like exclusive. And yeah, there's like a limited I'll amount see if of I can people. Score, a, score an invite after this call. Yeah. <laughs> cool. If you had to describe yourself as a food, what would you be? I'm, I'm blanking. So I'm going to say a, a burrito because I really enjoy those down in, down in San Diego. Yeah. Very West coast of you. <laughs> Here you go. A burrito. It's a good, it's a good start. Well, tell us a bit more about yourself. What originally brought you to email marketing? How it all started? Sure. So I was the original event guy for a company called Hylete that does fitness apparel uh, out on the West Coast. And I did 30, 40 weeks, uh, you know, on the road going to different events and fitness expos and highly really embraced we kind of went all in on digital marketing and e-commerce in 2014. And they said, you know, we're kind of eliminating your position, but if you want, we've got this email thing, you can try to make something out of that. So that was where I, I inherited email and, you know, started hitting some, uh, some industry benchmarks there and doing a little better and uh, eventually took over, you know, more and more of the, the SaaS and kind of learning the framework, eventually became the, the director of marketing there with, you know, obviously a team and agencies and multiple SaaS vendors to manage. So I, you know, I've seen it go from the start, you know, zero mm -hmm. all the way up to, you know, 10 plus million. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. And that's why I'm happy to have you on this podcast today, because you know this topic from inside, because you were on the different sides of that wall sort of thing. You worked with email before, and now you're developing those products. So that's exciting. It is really exciting. I've, uh, there's been quite a few product launches in my short time at Clavio where I'm just saying, oh, damn it. I wish I had this when I was on the other side of the fence. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about it. When did you start working like with Clavio? Uh, November 2020. So we're, November. we're three months in now, but there's... Uh, I have to right. give, uh, before we talk about benchmarks, I have to give a shout out to the, the data science team that's like doubling every year in terms of headcount over at Clavio. They're, they're just right. banging out some awesome features. I mean, that's what I like the most about Clavio is how good they are with data, with like analyzing it, system, mm -hmm. like making it into the systems. Yeah. I mean, the platform probably must have changed a lot ever since you started like using it, right? I mean, we, I'm not going to lie. We, uh, at, when I was at Hylete, you know, maybe 2015, 2016, we were heavily evaluating other platforms mm -hmm. and Clavio really stepped up and developed a ton of new features, but, you know, I was on a ton of sales calls with other brand or other ESPs and mm -hmm. marketing automation tools. 
So, um, yeah, I can honestly say from experience that, that they've kind of stepped up from where it was when I first was a customer back in, you know, right. 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome that you were both customer and now you're developing that stuff. Yeah. So we do have a lot of questions to you. So let's talk some benchmarks. That's the reason why we have you on this podcast today. You're probably the best person to talk about the benchmarks. So a benchmark, guys, for those of you who don't know how it works, by dictionary definition, benchmark is a standard or a point of reference against which the things are compared. So when it comes to email marketing, there are a bunch of different metrics to track. John, tell us a bit about those metrics. Are they the same for everyone? And how can they be different depending on your goals with your email marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first place to start is looking at when we talk about benchmarks, you you obviously need to compare to something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a brand, how do you compare either against your own past performance or you need to go look at blog posts or, you know, talk to agencies that maybe manage multiple brands and try to get some sort of insight. But nothing I've found out there kind of in the world is as granular as it needs to be to kind of take actionable insights mm-hmm. because you want to actually compare you know, and we're talking about metrics now, open rate, revenue per recipient, click rate, you know, all those things that are important for email. You want to have those compared to brands that are similar to yours. And the nice thing about Clavio, I'm just pulling it up right here so I can so I can rattle them off. We look at how often you send a campaign, mm-hmm. your average item value, your revenue percentage that comes from email, how fast your business is growing and your total revenue per month. And so we look at your business data as a Clavio customer and then go out and find a hundred similar brands and then compare you to those similar brands that kind of have similar evaluation criteria Mm -hmm. as well as your industry. So hopefully if we pick the similar hundred similar companies to yours, you'll actually be able to say, oh, wow, my open rate could be better. Other companies just like mine are getting better Mm -hmm. results. This is where I should be spending my effort. And the whole goal with benchmarks is to, you know, compare that data, find out where you're excelling, but more importantly, where you have that opportunity for growth. Right. And are there any metrics that are more important than others and how to, how to decide which ones are the most important for my particular brand? I think you're going to be hard pressed to find a brand that doesn't say revenue is the most important metric. Right. I know. (laughs) You know, we give you a ton of metrics to look at, Mm -hmm. but I think everyone's eyes are going to be drawn to, you know, the average order value, the Mm -hmm. revenue per recipient, the average number of items per cart, you know, all those things that really tie back to well, if I can grow my AOV or grow, you know, my conversion rate, right. I'm going to be able to, you know, hit my numbers or exceed my numbers without having to go spend more money on Facebook or, you know, acquiring new customers. Yeah. And these are the metrics that I usually obsess the most over. <laughs> Obviously, that's the, the main thing. But what about the other metrics? Are there any metrics at all that you don't need to obsess over? Like, again, if any. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, this is... I don't know how many of the listeners are, are Clavio customers, but one one thing I'll point out is, you know, we tell you on how you rank compared to other companies. 
So mm-hmm. we're going to tell you, hey, of the 100 similar companies, you're 80 out of 100 or 25th out of 100. But that doesn't necessarily tell you if your metric's good or bad. It just tells you how you're doing compared to other companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is a little bit of sanity checking you need to do where we might say, oh, your you know, unsubscribe rate is, mm-hmm. you know, is really bad compared to 100 companies but it might still be good you know, for you. So there's just like a little grain of salt to be taken, but it's obviously way more insight than you're getting anywhere else. Right, right. And you guys just introduced that new benchmarking system back in when, like December or something, right? Yeah, I think it, was, it just got done the week of Christmas or something. Yeah, we're still like, we're still learning about it. So how is it different from good old just like a data. How is it different? What makes it cool? Yeah, I think the fact that we're comparing, you know, we're, we're picking brands and comparing your data to theirs and being really transparent about how you stack up and identifying those opportunities is awesome. Mm-hmm. I hammered that already, so I, I won't talk about that anymore. But we actually update benchmarks on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. So if you think about COVID going on last year, right? If you're comparing your, you know, July of 2020 to your performance July of 2019, you know, everyone's open rates up, everyone's e-com performance is up. Right. So, you're gonna say, so it does not really a good indication that of how things are going. Mm-hmm. But if you can say, hey, here's a hundred companies similar to mine, and here's their numbers from January of 2020, are they growing faster than I am? Could I be putting, you know, should all these new customers I'm acquiring or uh, opt-ins I'm acquiring for my list? Are they opening at the rate they should be? Right. Um, so having that like month over month, instead of having to go look at a blog post that recaps mm-hmm. month or yearly trends, your right. ability to kind of take actionable insights is so much better. Right. And what I really like about this new feature that instead of looking at like all flows or like all campaigns together, now Clavio like breaks out your most important flows like individually. So you can like compare them to like similar flows across like the industry, across similar brands. So I think this is this is a really cool little feature. Yeah, but what about the good old benchmarking against your own past performance? Would you recommend brands still doing that or is it not relevant anymore? I think it's it's relevant if you don't have a better option. But mm-hmm. I, I think what Clavio's built here is definitely a better option. Right. You know, the, just the fact that you're, I'm trying to, and organize my thoughts here because I mean, there's so much to say about it and I don't, I don't want to knock anyone who's, you know, looking at past performance because that's what I uh-huh. did for years. So that's why I sort of, I sort of hesitate. Right. But I think the COVID example I just gave is, is one mm-hmm. of a few where you can be led astray measuring against past performance. You know, right. the 2020 Black Friday is probably drastically different than your 2019 Black Friday. Right. And your company's different too. And like, think about how much your, your company's goals change in a year and all that stuff. It's just to know how you're doing compared to these other brands is a whole new level of insight. Right, right. Okay, 
case study, for example, I'm a small business owner. Um, I have a small beauty brand. I'm like in the health and beauty industry. Does that mean that I will be benchmarked against those like big dogs of e-commerce like L'Oreal or CoverGirl or the company who have been like on the market for years versus me being like on the market for like a few months? So how do you guys like pick that group that I will be benchmarked against? Right. So first, we are going to look at industry. Mm -hmm. So one, you know, because that's important, you know, we don't want to be benchmarking people who are selling luxury couches against people that are selling bags of coffee. Like that's just right. not <laughs> That's a good one. So industry is important. Then uh -huh. diving into, you know, average cart value, you know, you could have, I'll keep using that couch example. You could have a $5,000 or maybe mattresses are a good example. You, uh -huh. know, you could have a $7,000 mattress or a $500 mattress. Should those companies be benchmarked against each other? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. So we actually yeah, take, in, take into account, you know, average item and cart value and then how big the company is revenue wise. So if you're a $2 million brand, we're not benchmarking you against, you know, the, the Nikes or the L'Oreal's or, mm -hmm. you know, any of these, these giants out there. So might not be realistic to, you know, benchmark against Nike's open rate or engagement, right. or maybe, right. maybe you're actually doing way better. But I think I'll just ha like hammer that example a little bit. You might say, let's say you're in the apparel space like I was, mm -hmm. and you see that the industry average open rate for apparel brands in e-commerce is 25%, and you're at 32%. Mm -hmm. You might say, okay, perfect. I don't need to work on open rates anymore. Like that's, I'm already way outperforming the market. But then you actually see that of the brand similar to yours, they're getting open rates of 45%. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to tell you that you need to take those action items to A-B test more and to, you know, are you going to put emojis in the subject line or some of those right, little, right. little things, but same thing for average cart value. You know, should you be trying to get people, if you're, if you're getting two items on average in your cart, but every other company similar to you is getting three. Like maybe you need a modal or something on your cart page to incentivize people to add another item because you know they're willing to. Right. What about those brands who are selling like unique products? Obviously to each business owner, their brand is very like special and unique, but still, what about the brands that are selling something that no one else almost is selling? How can I be sure that the benchmarks I'm seeing in Clavio are like appropriate for me? So, and that's, that's the exact reason why industry is only one point that's factored into choosing a peer group mm -hmm. because, you know, there are those unique brands out there. So let's compare you to brands that are growing at a similar clip or sending emails at the same cadence. So that would be, mm -hmm. and then we're also transparent about it too. You know, we show you what your numbers are right. and then the range that your peers fall into that we've chosen. So that's pretty cool that it's not this black box. Hey, we chose a hundred companies, but we're not going to tell you <laughs> anything about them. You actually say, oh, wow. Okay. So I, I see how my peer group was chosen versus, you know, us just giving you a number and making you trust us. Right. Right. And that's what I like about the Clavio is that Clavio actually almost like personalizes benchmarks to your brand 
like specifically. So yeah, that's something that I definitely like about them. I'm just like looking at some of my accounts and you guys just released the January 2021 uh, reports and Mm -hmm. I love them. But uh, there is this part that is very like depressing to me, you know, like when you're going to the almost like a recommendation stuff, it says like poor the status is poor. And I mean, I'm comparing it to good old blogs. And according to that blogs benchmarks, it's like still considered to be like a good open rate or good click through rate. But in this case, because it's so like specific, it basically pinpoints directly what you should work on. So I'm not a fan of this red exclamation marks, but hey, <laughs> they work. So thanks so much. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, we're, we're, we're going to tell you where you're kind of falling short compared to mm-hmm. your peer group. Right. But that's also where there's the most gains, where you see a, that green check mark, uh-huh. where you can say, you can be really confident. You can go to leadership or management and say, hey, right. we're, we're crushing it here. Right. Like, hey, you know, I remember going through this with my boss, the, the VP of marketing. We were trying to figure out which flows we should spend time improving. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're getting... Some flows, you know, 40, 60% open rates and, you know, uh, or click rates that are, you know, two or 3%. Is that good? I don't know because the welcome series and the thank you abandoned cart flow, these are all different. They're all different numbers. So actually seeing, and and you mentioned it earlier, each flow broken out Mm -hmm. for what the, you know, open rate, click rate, revenue per recipient rate should be for these high converting, you know, revenue driving flows is so crucial to actually guiding like and prioritizing your projects. Right, right. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, uh, I'm still learning a lot about this um, reports, but they are definitely super, super helpful. So how do I almost like personalize those e-commerce benchmarks to my business? Like, what can I do about it? Yeah, again, if if I'm like in a very, if I'm like selling very, very unique, um, say product, how can I personalize that benchmark thing? So, I mean, they are, they are personalized in that, you know, your real time data that's flowing from your e-commerce site and your Klaviyo account mm-hmm. are impacting your peer group. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, those, when you see those statuses of either poor or fair, you know, those are personalized recommendations of basically what Clavio thinks you should prioritize or where there is opportunity to improve and where you're not just going to be banging your head against a wall, you know, no matter right. how much work you put in there, you're going to keep getting the same numbers. Right, right. Let's do a quick, like a case study here. I'm just looking to on one of my accounts and it says the worst performing indicators, as depressing as it sounds, I really appreciate that you guys have this like as a separate list. So for example, the open rate for abandonment card series flow is poor and it says that the percentile as 19th. What does it mean, the percentile thing? So out of the 100 companies that we pulled that are similar to that account, mm-hmm. you're in the 19th percentile. So you're, what is that, the 81st best. So you got a lot of room for improvement. There should be, you know, like what, what does it say for the, uh, the median? The value, like your value or yeah. something? Yeah, 18.8%. What does it mean? Right. So that is the open rate for mm-hmm. your band. So when it says your value, let's start there. Yeah. What's the uh, open rate for that abandoned cart flow? Uh, well, in your value, it says 18.8%. Mm-hmm. So 
whatever it means. The status is poor and the percentile is like 19th. Right. So it's telling you, you have a lot of room. There's almost mm-hmm. 80 accounts out of 100 that are doing better than you're doing mm-hmm. in terms in this, of this like specific um, flow. Right. For the abandoned cart flow specifically. So okay. that means subject lines are going to be your friend to get that open rate up. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be hard pressed because the abandoned cart flow makes a ton of money for everybody. Right, right, right. You'd uh-huh. be hard pressed to prioritize a project, you know, more than starting to A-B test some abandoned cart uh, subject lines. Right, right. So if you were us, you would set up some sort of like A-B testing and just run it for like, I don't know, for like 30 days or so and see which one performs better, right? Absolutely. And then we're going to follow back up with you next month and right. <laughs> see exactly the the improvement that your efforts have yielded. Right. What about the bounce rate? This one is a very like hard to improve, especially when we're talking about the soft bounces. So what would you do regarding it? Yeah, so the bounce rate, I mean, the soft bounces, you can't really do anything about. Right, right. If you were seeing a ton of bounces and a really high bounce rate across you know, all your emails, I would look at making sure the emails you're collecting are being validated as real mm-hmm. emails because you might have people putting in, you know, .con or not giving you real email addresses just to get a discount code. Right. So I would look at the email capture itself and make sure that you're actually enforcing that real emails be entered there. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's review the next metric. Email revenue per recipient. Well, I guess it's a it's a big one. There is so many things that you can do about it, right? Yeah, it unfortunately does not show like what specific flow we need to be working on but how would you approach this metric, email revenue per recipient? And just to be clear, if you're under flow performance, it shows you all the flows together, mm-hmm. but then also you can drill down into each flow, but I'll, I'll tackle that you know, revenue per recipient. You know, I think that's going to be a culmination of a lot of mm-hmm. things, including right. the landing page that you're sending people to. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, I would make sure you've got, you know, a clear call to action. So you're getting your your click rate up and then making sure that the landing page you're sending them to is tailored to the content of the email. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Oh, gosh, like a lot of a lot of stuff to to learn. That's for sure. But I like seeing that progress. I just started working with this account like a few few weeks ago. So I see exactly where I should focus. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where would you recommend everyone to start? Like I, for example, opened this benchmark for the first time ever. It looks very overwhelming if I don't know where to start. So what would be my step number one? Yeah. So I think if you're a generalist and and you're at a a smaller brand that, you know, you're, you're running the whole show. I would look at your welcome series and abandoned cart. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're not excellent in those areas compared to similar brands for your, you know, open and click rate, I would work on getting those up and Mm -hmm. starting there. If you are at a bigger brand that maybe you have an e-commerce manager that runs the website and then you're working on email, you know, you can share this around as well. You know, there's not just email metrics in here, but business performance. So things like average order value that, you know, more than just email folks care about, Mm -hmm. you know, you can come in here and see that and you can show there's opportunity for growth 
to some of these other departments that maybe don't touch Clavio day-to-day. Right, right. I'm actually looking at this business performance tab right now. It's very helpful. I didn't even realize it was here. It basically shows you how your, for example, average order value compares to peers in your group, how your, like the average order count and percentage of orders returned. It's pretty cool, John. I didn't even realize it's here, honestly. I've never went to this tab. That's awesome. And what I also like about, yeah, and what I also like about it, and you just pinpointed me to this part, that it has like a breakdown for campaigns performance and flow performance. So that's pretty cool too. Do you guys do the overview for all of the flows that you have in the system or just for the main ones like welcome series abandonment card and, and browse abandonment? So it, we have the four main ones, which mm-hmm. is welcome series, thank you, abandoned card, abandoned browser. And we didn't want to hold those back. So we, we got those right. out as soon as we can. We are absolutely looking at adding I mean, there's a the entire data science team, there's a whole pod dedicated to benchmarks. It's becoming a, a huge focus, especially as Clavio gets, you know, close to 60,000 customers now and, and is going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. We have this huge pool of customers that we can, you know, go to and get data, whereas some of these other, you know, competitors that have fewer brands aren't going to be able to pull as tailored of a a peer group for you. Right, right. And obviously, the more clients you have, the more data you have, the more in-depth you can go with that report. So that's super, super awesome. Super helpful. Honestly, I learned a lot today. (laughs) So thanks so much, John. Um, Next time we'll do it on on video and I I can walk you through it. Oh, that'd be super fun. Yeah, we should definitely do that. We should definitely do that. You guys, we will um, actually link the how to use benchmarks video to this um, podcast because one of my colleagues, I know he recorded that video and it was super, super helpful. But definitely, John, it was super helpful for us today. I learned a lot of new stuff. So thanks so much. Definitely come back next time. We'll be happy to have you on this podcast again. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I know about you people, but I have learned so much today. So thanks again for coming to our podcast, John. It was fun hosting you here. Definitely come back anytime. And uh, hey, guys, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends because we actually do have a ton of really interesting, useful, like really, really awesome e-commerce email marketing content coming your way. And in fact, next week we will be talking about customer nurturing and how you can nurture those leads of yours, those loyal fans of yours with email marketing and specifically with flows and campaigns. So definitely come back next week. We'll be sharing a lot of cool little strategies that you'll be able to implement. And if you have any like questions or any like specific topics that you'd like us to discuss on our podcast, go ahead to our flowium.com slash ask and leave your question there. It's always a pleasure to be connecting with awesome like-minded e-commerce email marketers and e-commerce entrepreneurs. So as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys a lot and we hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. 
Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to florium.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.